Joe is there. G.I. Joe. In the early 1980s, toy manufacturer Hasbro decided they wanted to relaunch their long-running G.I. Joe property as G.I. Joe, a real American hero. To increase sales, they decided to team up with Marvel Comics to create a back story for Joe. Within two months of releasing the first comic book, about 20% of their audience, boys between the ages of 5 and 12, had two or more G.I. Joes. Seven years later, the series was one of Marvel's strongest titles, and 66% of boys in that same age category owned at least one G.I. Joe action figure. Today on Stories and Strategies, content marketing, a real communications hero. My name is Doug Downs. My guest today is Amanda Milligan, Marketing Director at Fractal in Washington, D.C., and host of the podcast, Cashing In on Content Marketing. Hello, Amanda. Hi, Doug. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm glad you can join us. How are things in D.C. today? I could hear behind you just before we started lots of activity going on in D.C. It's always busy. This is city life. I live on a major street. I get noise all day, sirens included. Do you get to see any of those presidential motorcades go by? Sometimes. Usually people find them very annoying because they stop traffic for quite a bit of time. (laughs) Of course, of course. Amanda, you are the marketing director at Fractal, a prominent growth marketing agency that's helped Fortune 500 companies and boutique businesses alike. Throughout your content marketing career, you've directly managed the creation of more than 200 content campaigns and led the strategy for more than 20 clients. You have your own podcast, and you've also spoken at the 2019 SMX Advanced Conference and at PubCon Pro Las Vegas 2019. You've appeared in Forbes, TechCrunch, Moz, The Next Web, Content Marketing Institute, Contently, SEMrush, Marketing Profs, Marketing Smarts Podcast, CMO, and a lot more. Amanda, we offered the Content Marketing Institute definition in the show notes to the podcast episode, but how would you describe content marketing and what forms of content are we talking about? Content marketing is anything that you create to speak to your audience or provide some kind of value. And if that sounds broad, it's because it is. Because content (laughs) can be many different formats. I think a lot of people immediately think blogs, blog posts, but it could be videos. It could be a podcast, as, as we do. It can be webinars, case studies, all kinds of things, literally anything, any kind of content you're creating that in some way is trying to inform your audience. Okay, from the what to the why, I guess, as communications pros, we are basically making a living based on our knowledge. Content marketing is the practice of giving away that knowledge for free. Amanda, we we don't sound very smart. (laughs) You know, this is something a lot of people are concerned with, even on the marketing side within our own industry. We make it a practice of giving away how we do things at Fractal, which not everybody feels comfortable doing it. I understand that. But so much of it is about when you're transparent and show that you know what you're talking about, that's how you build trust. People can count on you. They understand how you operate. 
they appreciate that you're sharing this knowledge and it builds a lot of authority within your space. So when we, when we give away this knowledge, there's still, we're counting on people that we might have expanded needs that go beyond this, or you're, you're the ones who understood why this is important. I will still hire you. That's the basic premise. Right. A lot of the times people would do this on their own if they could, but a lot of content work takes a lot of effort. It takes resources, time, money, and we can all try to do everything under the sun ourselves, but the fact of the matter is you really can't. So it's about partnering with experts and knowing that they know what they're doing and can take it on for you. Does the strategy for content marketing work better for some industries or businesses as opposed to others? And what part of the sales funnel, if the funnel is awareness, consideration, conversion, retention, where does it fit in that funnel? So the first part is the answer that everybody hates, which is I don't think it is necessarily better for B2B or B2C or even any different industry. It very much depends on the research you've done on where your audience is online. And if it makes sense to start creating content for that channel, if that's where they are, then that makes sense. In terms of the funnel, again, I think it could really bolster any part of the funnel and it's about auditing what your funnel already looks like. So for some people, some people start at the bottom. They say, I need to make sure that when people are on the site and they're thinking about us, that we can convince them to buy. So if that is solid, if you have amazing product pages, landing pages, whatever it is, and you're good to go, then they build up and they'll say, okay, how can we just get our name out there? So content marketing can actually amplify any part of the funnel. It's about prioritizing, really. Is there an entertainment element to all of this? Do people sometimes follow a certain channel because they find it informative, but at the same time, they find it entertaining? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You see this a lot on social. I think it's the most obvious example. You see accounts like Wendy's that are just hilarious and actually builds a lot of brand affinity just because they're funny. It's hard to pull off. I don't think every brand should go out there trying to be hilarious, but entertainment is value. Even if you're not actively informing people about something, you're making their day a little bit better. So if that makes sense for your brand, then go for it. Is that actually one of the best strategies to try to use humor, which is a very delicate thing to do? It, it would really have to be in line with your, your brand voice, which is what's funny about Wendy's because the rest of their properties are not like that. They must have decided, okay, this channel is just going to be our funny channel, uh, which makes sense for the platform. They were able to stand out. But I think it's a matter of understanding how you're trying to be perceived by your audience. If you think humor is going to get you somewhere and you think your audience will find this kind of stuff funny and it will be different from your competitors and I can't think it's worthwhile. And there's this buzz phrase that we're all repeating constantly in meetings called customer journey. I think it was McKinsey that's at least credited for, for putting that out there. It's emerging in a lot of our conversations. It's not a new concept at all, but it is a really important reminder to approach your communications from the audience perspective rather than what you want to tell them. So how does content marketing fit in with the customer journey? If you're thinking about the customer journey the way you should, which is trying to understand the questions that people have at any given moment. So first it's, first they have no questions because they probably don't know you exist. <laughs> Their questions are more about the industry. They're more about the topic. 
So how can you answer those questions? Then if they're deciding between multiple brands, it's how can I answer the questions they have when they're in the consideration phase? How can I make it really clear what we're able to offer? So that's, I always come back to the question side of things. You can use tools to unearth the questions that your customers have and using content to answer them positions you not only in an awareness perspective, you're saying, hey, I'm here, I have the answers, but an authoritative perspective because you're the one who is providing them to them. It's so true. People often have questions they don't know they have, so to speak. Right, yeah, yeah. that's very true. Okay, Game of Thrones, spoiler alert. I've waited long enough. Uh, phenomenal series, by the way, uh, distributed by HBO in Canada and the United States and by British Sky Broadcasting in the UK. In the series finale, which you watched, Amanda, right? You checked oh, yes. this out. Okay. Oh, yes. Tyrion, did I say that right? Tyrion? Tyrion. Tyrion gives a speech about who he thinks should be the new ruler of Westeros. Did I say that right? Yep. Okay. And calls on a concept that all marketers know well. It's the power of story. Yes. Make your choice then. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. Nothing can stop it. No enemy can defeat it. And who has a better story? and brand the broken. The boy who fell from a high tower and lived. He knew he'd never walk again, so he learned to fly. He crossed beyond the wall, a crippled boy, and became the three-eyed raven. He is our memory, the keeper of all our stories. The wars, weddings, births, massacres, famines, our triumphs, our defeats, our past. Who better to lead us into the future? This clip still gives me a, a lot of rage. <laughs> I'm hooked. You know, I've, so, I've seen parts of the series. I confess I haven't seen the whole thing, but what a story. It sounds great. So I'm glad you said that because I was actually thinking about this. The only reason it makes me angry is that that character to me did not earn that position. And if you read Twitter, it's all that every other character had a better story because they were invested in throughout the whole series. But his whole thing, I was listening to this when it came on thinking Tyrion is talking about content marketing. He's talking about storytelling. And if it had been any other character, I would be like you kind of enraptured by this whole speech. Like, yeah, it really is just about the story you give to your audience. But I think it was just the fact that it was Bran. Uh, I think some listeners might agree with me. So that that's was a, kind of the killer. That's interesting because I, I, the word I use is narrative. And if you have a narrative, AKA a reputation or a backstory that you're carrying into something. Does content marketing work better when you're introducing something or can it work just as well with a backstory or narrative that exists previous? Oh, that's an interesting question. I think it could be both. I think if it's a narrative that, that ties a lot into brand. When you get into the narrative side of things, to me, that starts to be the branding overlap. It's like, what are we as a brand trying to accomplish? How are we trying to help people? And when you have that, and you should develop that, that builds a lot of trust on your site, even in any part of your copy. 
then you can incorporate that into anything else that you put out there and it all kind of makes sense it's cohesive it's like oh they're doing that podcast because this is their mission and this podcast helps them achieve that mission mm. okay metrics for measurement how do we know our content marketing is actually effective just yeah. download sales Great question. So the important thing is that when you create something, you have a goal for it and a specific goal, because I like to say not, there's not one thing that can achieve everything for you. Maybe occasionally that will happen. But it's very rare. So say you have a podcast or you have a blog post, you can have a goal for your blog and then have specific goals for each of your blog posts. You have to really hone in on, okay, this blog post, is written for the awareness stage because it's a little more general and informative and we want organic traffic from it. Okay, great. Then maybe there's another post that is way more keyed into conversion and it's really relevant to what you do. And then that's when you can sit there and decide the metrics that make sense to match those goals. Cause you can track a million things about everything but it's not all useful if it doesn't match up with the objective was in the first place. What's the, the history of content marketing? This actually predates even the internet back in the 60s, doesn't it? Yeah, my favorite story is about the Guinness Book of World Records. I think I heard this on a webinar once and it blew my mind. The Guinness Book of World Records came from like actually Guinness beer, which I don't think people realize. No. It, it was basically, I think it was in the 50s that uh, people were arguing about the fastest game bird and they realized they didn't have a way to confirm it. They can argue it forever, but there was no book where they can get the answer. So the director of, of like the Guinness pub or, or whatever, where they were, was like, maybe this is a good opportunity to entertain our customers and also market our business by actually creating this book of records and the best and the fastest and the tallest of everything and settle these pub squabbles. And they did it, not only did it accomplish what they set out to do, obviously, as we know, it became one of the most well-known books ever. So essentially, Cliff Clavin invented content marketing, is that? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to know exactly when it started because, like, because the definition is as broad as we've said, it's literally anything you're creating to give something to your audience. I mean, I can't even imagine how far back that goes. Yeah, absolutely. Would you mind sharing um, a little more about your company, Fractal? I, I know you focus on organic growth strategies, content development, digital PR, uh, search engine optimization, SEO, mm -hmm. search engine, top of page, meditate. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so the search engine optimization side of things. So we like to see it all as complementary services. So we do technical SEO because we don't think that anything else you do is going to be as effective if, this, if your site doesn't have a solid foundation of tech SEO. And that just means the structure of your site is sound for um, Google to understand it. And then we re primarily work in content. We develop content for your site. So for blogs or resource pages, uh, we call that rank worthy content. So we're trying to rank in Google uh, so that you can build your authority and inform people while simultaneously for a lot of our clients, we're also working on, I guess you can say offsite content. Some people say, but we're developing research and studies based on original data and information. And then we pitch that to publishers and there's a million benefits to that. Primarily you get brand awareness from being mentioned in these big publications. 
but you also get really valuable backlinks, which is what a lot of SEOs are going for. But the way it all works together is those backlinks fuel the authority of your site, which helps you rank for the things on your site, and it just compounds. So we do a lot of this work together and we offer it together because we know the power of it all working simultaneously. Well, and, and I know you're having success because I can hear your clients trying to reach you mid podcast. And... <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh, that's I'm all good. All these Slack notifications. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Amanda. I really appreciate it. Of course. It was, it was a lot of fun. If you'd like to send a message to my guest, Amanda Milligan, you can reach her at Amanda at frack, F-R-A-C dot T-L. Now the podcast that Amanda hosts is called Cashing In on Content Marketing. And Amanda, I assume it's on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, yes. uh, Deezer, mm -hmm. Stitcher, all the blah, 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 right? <laughs> right. They're important. I don't, mean to, I don't mean to trash the directories. They're very <laughs> important. Love them dearly. Uh, if you liked what you heard today, we're hoping you choose to subscribe to Stories and Strategies and receive updated episodes automatically. We're also hoping you choose to follow and rate this podcast on any directory, such as Apple Podcasts. And would you do us a favor, recommend this podcast to one friend. If you have an idea for an episode or you just want to tell us something, send us a note at info at jgrcommunications.com. Thanks for listening.